under construction. A Good Omens multivoice podfic, written by some of Spock and read by Sky Asimaru and Job. Chapter 14 I expect you in person on the 14th. Crony stared at the email from his boss and willed the letters to rearrange. Crowley didn't answer to many people. He was the CIO and had been for years, but the CEO still had his hands on the strings of the board, and while he usually left Crowley well enough alone, a one-line email without a signature was a clear enough threat. Crowley's unexpected Oregon vacation needed to come to a close, or there would be consequences. Crowley scrubbed at his eyes behind his glasses. It had been a long week, a long Friday, and now this. He'd been away from England for two months, and now he was expected back in two weeks. How was he going to tell a zero fare? He shut the laptop and sighed. Scooting back in the dining chair and padding into the kitchen to start the rice cooker, like Aziraphale had asked him to before leaving for his latest job. Aziraphale had said he wanted curry for dinner, so rice it was. When he clicked the rice cooker on, his phone buzzed on the counter and he scooped it up. Just finished up. I'm on my way home. Crowley looked out the window in the living room and ignored the beginnings of guilt churning in her stomach. Home. It felt even more like home when Aziraphale opened the door forty minutes later and kissed him hello, setting off quick butterflies in Crowley's belly. They left the rice on to warm as they started cooking, Crowley chopping the onions while Aziraphale cut the chicken for the curry. How is your, um, die? Crowley asked, the threatening email fresh in his mind. He didn't want to just bring it up. Not if he didn't have a plan, a proposal for how they could make this work. He needed to sell it to Aziraphale, but it was fine. They had the whole night to themselves, and Crowley would worry about the email to the usual dear bothering shadwell's garden and a request from a few towns over for a new shelving unit in the guest bedroom crowley dumped the onions into the simmering oil and stirred nessie called and asked me to pick up a shift down at the bar aziraphale said carefully and crowley's heart fell He'd had the picture of a domestic Friday night forming in his mind. Maybe another snogging session on the couch, which would be ruined if Aziraphale was gone all night. I was thinking you could come with, if you were feeling up to it. Crowley dropped the wooden spoon in the pan, yelping as he retrieved it before it could touch the oil. Uh, what? No concern for my injuries? Aziraphale tutted at him as he approached and dropped the cubed chicken into the cooking onions. He had the woodsy, hard-working smell that followed him when he came home from a long day, resin and sawdust. 
Are your ribs bothering you? Aziraphale asked nonchalantly as he washed the cutting board. I thought you might have a bit more fun in town after being cooped up in here for the last two weeks. But if you'd rather be here... <laughs> of course I'll go, Crowley said hurriedly, and Aziraphale's answering smirk made it impossible not to tease him back. Aziraphale thought he had Crowley all figured out. Two could play at that. See the angel of the sweet nectar in action. He waggled his eyebrows at Aziraphale. Unimpressed, Aziraphale clucked his tongue and waved off his antics. Oh, please. Pretty angel. Crowley held the wooden spoon in his hand and ticked it back and forth like a metronome. Aziraphale turned slightly pink and looked ready to chuck the tea towel at him. Downright Sharabek, he added with a little click of his teeth. Aziraphale huffed as he forcefully dried the cutting board. <laughs> Crowley grinned. My angel. If you insist on being an arse, Aziraphale said, cheeks gone full red. At least be an arse who doesn't burn dinner. <laughs> Anything for my angel, Crowley said, quite high on Aziraphale's response. Was this why Aziraphale riled him up? It was ridiculously fun. Aziraphale muttered something that sounded like insufferable. But Crowley ignored him and cooked the chicken. He was hungry, and he had an angel to feed. Crowley sipped his mocktail. Actually a cocktail, thanks to the tipple anathema, had snuck him when Aziraphale wasn't looking. He wasn't on any painkillers, so it was fine and Aziraphale was just being a warrior, and watched Aziraphale chat with customers. It was nice to be able to openly appreciate the view. He'd rolled up his sleeves to avoid getting any stray liquids on his cuffs, and his forearms looked very biteable. They flexed as he pulled a pin and passed it to a customer, exchanging money and laughing. If you don't close your mouth, you might catch a few flies, Anathema observed from Crowley's right. She deigned to take a break and bother him the whole time. They'd only met the one time, but apparently she decided they were going to be great friends, now that Crowley was Aziraphale's boyfriend. A phrase that made Crowley's face heat and heart flutter. Crowley glared at her, which did nothing to stop her smirk, as she happily tucked into her dinner. I mean, I'm not judging. He might be gay as blazes, but he's nice to look at. Anathema said with a mouthful of chips and a shrug, just as a zero fear came down the bar, grinning at Crowley face flushed and happy from talking to people. He really did thrive like this. How are you two faring? He scoffed at Anathema's potatoey grin. Oh, 
No need to be gauche, my dear. Anathema made quite a show of chewing and swallowing before saying, Hmm. Crowley's enjoying the show. Aziraphale blinked at him coquettishly. The bastard. Oh, really? When Anathema and Aziraphale tittered, <laughs> Crowley frowned. Hi, don't gang up on me. It's mean. I'm injured. Oh, when I try to get you to rest, it's I'm fine and I barely feel it. But now your injury prevents you from some good old-fashioned ribbing. He grinned, pleased at his stupid pun. Crowley took a deep drink of his cocktail. You're terrible. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> you would. In spite of his grumbling, Crowley had a very nice time. Anathema gave you vodka, didn't she? Aziraphale asked between kisses as they stumbled up the stairs to the loft. They'd taken to sleeping up there the last few days, since that life-altering blowjob and even though they hadn't gotten up too much, despite Crowley's attempts otherwise, he did find Aziraphale's bed wonderfully comfortable. Being woken up by a quick goodbye kiss from his boyfriend wasn't too shabby either. Maybe, Crowley said, bullying Aziraphale back until he sat on the bed so he could slot himself between his knees. Only a little, though. I can taste it. Aziraphale chided, but he didn't pull away when Crowley cupped his face and kissed him. Crowley wasn't drunk, not even tipsy. It was just Aziraphale. It might have been nearing 2am, but it was Friday, and Crowley's ribs barely hurt, and he wanted to take advantage of that. Trying not to break the kiss, Crowley shuffled the arrangement of their legs and sank to his knees. Nerves knotted tightly in his stomach. He didn't do things like this, take the lead. This particular attempt went all right. He only knocked his elbow against Aziraphale's thigh once, and not even that hard. What are you doing, love? Aziraphale asked when the angle finally forced Crowley to pull away from the kiss. Crowley swallowed hard at the question, at the endearment which made his heart go absolutely mad. He wanted some things. And if he wanted them, he should be able to say them. That was a pretty basic principle. He was a forty-year-old man who should be able to express when he wanted to have sex. When the words came, there were a lot more of them than he'd expected. Uh, I want to suck you off, he said, words stumbling together in their rush to leave his mouth. I might not be very good at it, but God, I want to. I've been thinking about it since we kissed. I want to eat you out, and if my bloody ribs allow it, I want to fuck you. 
Aziraphale's mouth dropped open. Ooh. Outside, the trees rustled against the roof, and the silence in the room made Crowley's face grow hot. He fell back on his haunches and grimaced. Uh, that was too much, wasn't it? I'm sorry, I'm not good at this, and I... Aziraphale dropped off the bed and onto his knees, interrupting him with a kiss. You surprised me, he said, but just as quiet as the steady rustling of leaves against the skylight. I must admit, I didn't exactly expect you to say anything like that. The blood refused to leave Crowley's cheeks, and he opened his mouth to apologize. Aziraphale was having none of it. Not that I mind. We don't have to do any of that. Crowley rushed to say. They could have gone to bed. Maybe snogged a bit. Whatever you want is fine. Aziraphale did that thing again, where he brushed his fingers through the hair at the nape of Crowley's neck, soothing and arousing all at once. <laughs> I think everything you said sounds lovely. I've had a long day, so let me just go clean up first. Does that sound all right? You could stay up here and get undressed and touch yourself. That would be a pretty picture for me to come back to. The noise that came from Crowley's throat would have given a dying lawnmower a run for its money. Aziraphale <laughs> laughed softly and kissed him again. <laughs> I'll get the condoms and lube from the bathroom, but just for clarity, I haven't had a partner in a year, and my last physical gave me a clean bill of health. I would still prefer to use condoms, if that's all right. Crowley grasped for the information tucked into his own mind. What were facts at a time like this? Uh, yeah, of course, and uh, same, clean bill and all. Wonderful. Now, on the bed with you. Crowley's mind stayed marvellously blank as he took off his clothes. He was about two thoughts away from panicking himself into a pit of anxiety, but Aziraphale was downstairs, getting lube and condoms, and presumably he would be back in his bed in less than ten minutes, and Crowley could have his cock in his mouth, and his hands on his thighs, and... Fuck, he was already hard. Not wanting to push himself too far, he learned exactly how fast Aziraphale could take him over the edge. Crowley stared at the skylight and breathed. Every inch of his skin felt alight. The touch of the quilt where it was bunched beneath his feet, almost too much stimulation. He would be off like a shot if he didn't get himself under control. For some reason, he didn't think Aziraphale would mind. Aziraphale liked him. Really liked him. Said he liked seeing him in his bed. Kissing him every chance he got. 
Crowley had never had anything like it, never had anyone like Aziraphale in his life, and he didn't want to let him go. Aziraphale appeared at the top of the stairs in just his boxers and undershirt, a combination that was steadily growing on Crowley. The tight white undershirts hugged his belly and his biceps, showing off every line and curve, and the loose fit of his boxers made his thighs look gorgeous. Eyes dropping to Crowley's body, a smile spread across Aziraphale's face. Oh, you did as I asked. Of course I did, Crowley said, finding himself breathless under Aziraphale's attention. Aziraphale dropped the loop and condoms onto the nightstand and chucked off his clothes, crawling into the sheets beside Crowley. He brushed his knuckles down Crowley's sternum and traced the thick line of hair that led from the patch on his chest down to the swirl around his belly button. He toyed with the hair there, twirling it around the tips of his fingers. Your bruise is looking better, Aziraphale said softly. Crowley had to try a couple times to process what he was saying. His hand was warm and oh so close to his cock, where it lay hot against his stomach, straining for his touch. What? Oh, yeah, yellow instead of purple, Crowley said, reaching out to brush his fingers through Aziraphale's beard. He loved the texture of it. Certain places were curlier than others, more coarse, others almost soft. He traced the clean line on Aziraphale's neck, when he trimmed the hair and felt his pulse rabbit quick under his thumb. His throat bobbed under his hand. How do you want to get started? They'd left the overhead light on in the loft, and Crowley suddenly felt more naked, stark and pale under Xerophil's gaze. He hesitated, uncertain if he should tell Xerophil or not. Honesty in the bedroom seemed to go well before, so he took the plunge. I haven't done this very much, so I'm not sure. My dear, you certainly don't have to, Aziraphale said, pro-furrowing. Believe me, I really very much want to. I just might not be good at it. Oh. <laughs> what? Are you laughing at me? Crowley asked, relieved that Aziraphale decided that teasing him was the right route here. Things were getting too serious. Crowley hated serious. It made his skin crawl. Please, Aziraphale said, pushing lightly at his knee, still playful. I bet you're natural. What does that even mean? Will, you have quite the mouth on you, Aziraphale replied, one eyebrow arched. Crowley's heart filled up, warm emotions splitting him at the seams. I'll show you a mouth. I certainly hope you will. With that, Aziraphale flopped over onto his hands and knees, 
and his ass was just there, proudly on display. He had the most interesting stretch marks, faded and jagged, all down his buttocks and thighs. It wasn't that Crowley was attracted to his stretch marks per se, but he liked the way they accentuated the lines and folds of his skin, just another beautiful texture on Aziraphale's body. He traced one on Aziraphale's hip with the tip of his finger and found it wonderfully smooth. Wow. Aziraphale chuffed a laugh. <laughs> and his bum jiggled just a little. It was oddly appealing. Rips protesting slightly as he leaned forward, Crowley kissed the base of Aziraphale's spine, and Aziraphale's laugh turned into a long sigh. He licked the dimples just above his ass, filling his hands with Aziraphale's love handles. That earned him a gasp. Ugh! Aziraphale's skin was warm and freshly washed, the hint of damp from the shower scented with his pine soap. Kneading the flesh at his hips, Crowley kissed down his buttocks, tracing the seam of his arse with his tongue, irrationally liking the way the hair tucked against his mouth before he pulled away. He nudged Aziraphale's thighs open with his hands, and nipped at the backs of them. Curling his spine like that made his ribs hurt something fierce, but Aziraphale was making this beautiful noise that Crowley couldn't give up. Like Crowley was drawing out the softest pleasure, something sweet and perfect just for him. Finally unable to hold himself like that any longer, he bit off a groan and sat back to breathe. <sighs> the muscles of Aziraphale's back pulled taut as his arms flexed against the bat. Are you all right? Aziraphale asked in a strangled voice, not turning to look at Crowley. Yeah, Crowley said, taking the opportunity to trace a few more of the webbing marks. Just... Enjoying the view. Aziraphale melted forward as Crowley touched him, a beautiful sight, and Crowley wanted him to have everything, wanted to see him fall apart. So, without any further preamble, Crowley grasped the globes of his ass and spread Aziraphale open, licking him in one wide stripe. Aziraphale dropped his head down to his forearms and moaned. Oh, good lord! The hair on Aziraphale's bum tickled his cheeks as Crowley ate him out, long legs down to his perineum, suckling at every inch of skin he could reach. His cock throbbed between his legs at every moan that dropped from Aziraphale's mouth. Massaging the flesh of his ass, Crowley discovered that Aziraphale loved being fucked open on his tongue. Crowley, oh, you're so good to me, he gasped, words lost to the sheets. Uh, please, I want to, I want to come like this. I know you said you wanted to fuck me. 
Crowley pulled away, choosing not to be embarrassed by the string of spit that tripped between his mouth and the Zeraphir's ass. Uh, no, this is... this is good. I just don't think I can reach like that. Crowley sucked in a short breath and ignored the step in his chest. With my ribs. It's fine. Uh, just put your mouth back on me, love. Crowley obeyed immediately, his own arousal cresting, as Aziraphale's hips jerked when he took himself in hand. He wished he could see it, the way he had the other day, Aziraphale's cock in his hand, the tip just peeking out of his fist, leaking and gorgeous. He moaned and closed his eyes, unable to stop himself from rubbing off against the sheets as he licked a zero field open, the scrape of hair and the heady, clean taste pushing him higher. He wanted to hear zero field come, because of him, because of his mouth. A zero field gasped into the pillows, soft little... <sighs> as he jerked himself off, the bed shaking between them. Crowley ignored the growing ache in his jaw and pressed his tongue against a tight ring of muscle, slipping just inside. It was so good. He could have done it for ages, just fucked a Xerophil open like this, long and lazy. Heat built between his legs as he listened to the sounds Aziraphale made. Long groans, soft sighs, desperate pleas for more, faster, just like that. His cock ached and he couldn't stop himself. He held Aziraphale open with one hand, using the other to reach down between his own legs and touch himself as he continued to lick him. He groaned at the touch of his hand, tugging lightly on his balls before stroking himself. He was going to come without much encouragement. Then Aziraphale lurched under him, moaning Crowley's name into the pillows as his hips stuttered and he came all over the sheets. Crowley tumbled after, barely needing to touch himself at all after seeing that. Aziraphale rolled away from the wet spot with a grimace. Ugh. I guess we didn't need the condoms. Crowley observed wryly, wiping his forearm over his mouth. Aziraphale sighed. Ugh, we should have used them. Now I have to change the sheets. Crowley rolled over and smiled when he saw the adorable frown on Aziraphale's face. Hmm. Why don't we toss these in the wash and sleep on the couch? Aziraphale grumbled but said, Hmm. Just this once. I suppose that's fine. And let Crowley lead him downstairs. Crowley looked at the date in the confirmation email for his return ticket and swore he'd talk to Aziraphale. His flight was next Thursday. Next Thursday. That was less than ten days away. 
what were they supposed to do? Plan out their whole relationship in ten days? If Crowley could have his way, he'd have a zero pair pack up and move back to London with him. But they'd only known each other for two months. And been dating for less than three weeks. Who uprooted their life for a three-week relationship? Crowley laughed at himself, startling Spider, where he was tucked on the table beside his laptop. Crowley was the sort of person who would uproot his life. If he could find a job here, he'd do it in a second. But that required planning, and he'd have to figure out his flat in London, and would he just move in with a Xerophil here? No, they needed to talk about it. Maybe this relationship didn't mean to a Xerophil what it meant to Crowley. He tried to remind himself of that conversation over Lord of the Rings, that Aziraphil was serious about this. But it was hard to believe. How was it supposed to work? Neither of them had thought this true at all. A stupid corner of his mind wished he could just do what his uncle had wanted and pick up as caretaker of the damned lodge. But it was a money pit. Already the repairs were eating up the last of the money his uncle had left for it, and Crowley hadn't heard from the lawyers since that useless meeting in Portland. He needed to sell the place and be done. The door to the cabin flew open, and Crowley slammed his laptop shut. Not as if Aziraphale could see the screen from the door, but he'd been too keyed up to think straight. Spider shot off the table and into the kitchen, as Aziraphale stomped through the house in just his boxers and socks. Crowley peered out the screen door and saw his clothes discarded in a pile on the deck. Aziraphale? He asked tentatively, trailing Aziraphale into the house, where he found him in the bathroom, furiously scrubbing at his hands. What? Aziraphale slapped off the taps, water flying everywhere, as he grabbed the hand towel without any of his usual finesse whatsoever. What happened? Aziraphale threw the towel into the hamper with a disgusted grunt. <sighs> I don't want to talk about it. I'm getting in the shower. I'm filthy. Crowley backed out of the bathroom, unsure of what to do, but certain Aziraphale needed to be alone. He thought back to that day after the beach, when Aziraphale had gotten upset because of that phone call from his sapling. Going to the front door, Crowley went onto the deck and found Aziraphale's shirt and jeans covered in some sort of stinking brackish water. He gagged. Ugh! Jesus! What happened here? He almost left the clothes to the elements, but knowing Aziraphale would take care of it if the situations were reversed, he went inside and got a garbage bag to have the clothes into, taking them directly to the washer. He rifled through the pockets, despite the smell, 
and retrieved Aziraphale's phone and wallet. Both would need to be wiped down. Spider chirped in concern at his ankles. Mm, quite a stink. The shower was still running, so he didn't start the machine. Instead, he took the stinking and wet garbage bag out into the rubbish bin and considered his options. Aziraphale was upset, which was no good. Crowley wasn't very good at comfort, prickly thing that he was. Aziraphale was the comforting one, soft and cozy. So what would Aziraphale do? Sighing, Crowley took himself back inside and put the kettle on. Tea was a good place to start. What else? Usually, Aziraphale had plans for dinner, and he roped Crowley into them. But if Aziraphale was in a mood like this, Crowley frowned. If he were in the city, he just ordered takeaway. But Pine Grove, let alone Aziraphale's cabin, hardly had anything like that. For lack of a better idea, Crowley pulled out his phone and called the only resident of Pine Grove who had given Crowley their number. When Aziraphale finally emerged from the bathroom, Crowley did his best not to look as terrified as he felt, sitting at the dining room table with styrofoam boxes of food from Nessie's. Anathema assured him this was Aziraphale's favorite order and had been more than willing to drive it out. Crowley had been certain he'd been caught, but apparently Aziraphale had needed a very long shower. Given the smell on his clothes, Crowley didn't blame him. Uh, what is this? Aziraphale asked, bewildered as he approached the table. He had a towel wrapped around his waist, and his curly hair was slicked back from his face, darkened by the water and too lovely to be real. Crowley swallowed. I thought you might not want to cook dinner, so I had anathema. Uh, drop it off. Your favourite? Um, a cranberry turkey burger? It seemed a bit weird, but she said you liked it, so... Aziraphale looked between the styrofoam container and Crowley, and his eyes started to glisten, and Crowley thought for a terrifying moment he might have a tearful Aziraphale on his hands. But then Aziraphale backed him against the worktop and kissed him full on the mouth. Crowley grunted in surprise, but when Aziraphale seemed determined to kiss him, he settled into it, letting his hands drop to Aziraphale's bare waist, feeling the soft gift of his body. When Aziraphale's tongue slid against his, his entire body lit up, the anxiety from before melting away as they traded progressively sloppier kisses. Crowley's legs knocked against the barstools, but Aziraphale just pushed them away, pressing him harder against the worktop. His hands crept up under the hem of Crowley's shirt and found the notch of his hip. 
Crowley had begun to successfully wear jeans, which, at the very moment, he regretted deeply. Aziraphale nipped at his throat, tearing a wine from his chest. How are your ribs? Can I... Fuck anything! Aziraphale tore at his sip, finally getting his hands inside, blunt fingers brushing against Crowley's overheated skin. Let me... let me just... Aziraphale tucked down his trousers until his cock sprang free and let his towel fall to the ground so he could push their cocks together. The heat of it had Crowley's toes curling in the fluffy socks he had stolen from Aziraphale's drawer that morning. Aziraphale's cock was shorter than his, just enough so the tip kissed the underside of his cockhead as Aziraphale pushed up against him. His damp curls fell around his cheeks, brushing Crowley's face as Aziraphale moved. The warm, resinous scent of his shampoo filled the air between them, Aziraphale sucking kisses into Crowley's neck and wrapping his hand around both of them. All of the muscles in Crowley's back tensed. Pain shot across the right side of his ribcage, but that didn't stop the pulse of pleasure that crashed through him, only made it more intense his blood rushing through his veins as Aziraphale touched him. Fuck my hand, Aziraphale said, in a voice Crowley had never heard him use before, heavy with intent. It sent all his critical thought careening towards the hills. Looping his arm around Aziraphale's neck and hitching his hips back against the worktop, he did as Aziraphale asked, pushing up into the hot circle of his hand and feeling the hard length of Aziraphale's cock thrust against his with every movement. It didn't feel as good as the other things they had done, but it burned through him, intimate and all-consuming. Glancing between them, Crowley could see how close they were together could see the obscene slide of pre-cum down their legs. Kiss me, he demanded, and then Aziraphale's hand was at his name, tugging him down into a kiss that lit him up entirely. Their tongues slid together, messy and unplanned, an edge of desperation to Aziraphale's kiss that had Crowley's stomach playing hopscotch. Teeth nipped at his mouth, tongue swiping against his, drawing deep whimpers from his chest as they kissed and rutted against each other. Aziraphale came first, mouth parting against Crowley's on a long, hitching exhale, his bends licking the way until Crowley came too. Aziraphale tipped his head onto Crowley's shoulder, messy hands still curled around both their softening legs, and the other resting at his hip. Just as Crowley was about to say something, Are you all right? Aziraphale pulled away. His face was blotchy, neck and chest stained red from the remnants of his orgasm. Crowley bent to snatch the towel from the ground to wipe them up. The move 
catch pain radiating through his torso. Ah, shit, Broly said, and flying to his chest without thinking as pain rattled through him. Ugh, maybe that was a bit too athletic. Aziraphale took the towel and laughed. <laughs> Crowley thought he heard a bit of a sniffle lingering there, but he didn't think Aziraphale would like it if he pointed it out. He wiped them up and then kissed the corner of Crowley's jaw. Thank you for this, for dinner. Yeah, Angel, Crowley said, endearment slipping out, easy as anything. Aziraphale's answering blush made it worth whatever embarrassment he felt at pegging such a cheesy nickname, no matter how right it felt. I am... I'm happy to help out, whenever you need. Aziraphale gave him a slightly tired smile. Let me put this in the wash and get dressed, and then we can have dinner. Oh. Crowley snatched a towel from Aziraphale. Uh, just go get dressed. I put your really very disgusting clothes into the wash, but waited to start it until you were out of the shower. The spunk towel will have to wipe. Ah. Oh. No need to be crass. Aziraphale chided, even as he walked, entirely nude, across the floor of the cabin. Crowley watched the very nice sway of his ass as he ascended the steps, before doing as he said and going to start the laundry. Aziraphale had clearly had a hard day. It would be a bad time to talk about their relationship. Crowley would tell him about the return flight tomorrow, and then they would talk about it. They'd make a plan. They would.